Welcome back to the Dance Coach Playbook. I'm your host, Coach GK, and I'm joined by my co-host, Madeline. Today, we're opening up our playbook to page 14. In today's episode, we're going to have a fun conversation about virtual tryouts. So we will walk all of you through what we did last year and are moving forward with this year and kind of show you what that process looks like and what's worked for us. And additionally, we will be giving out some pro tips for coaches and dancers as well. We want to start off by just maybe sharing a little anecdotal story about what our first round of virtual tryouts looked like last year, seeing as that we are pretty much upon the anniversary of that happening and just kind of that process we went through. And I'm sure many coaches did go through to figure it out. And um, the reason why we're sharing that is because we were able to jump into it fairly well. We liked the process and we're keeping a lot of that the same this year. And so we just kind of wanted to share through that process. But we were at our basketball tournament for our conference and had made it there, literally getting ready to step out on the court. I feel like we've shared this before where we're literally like in the wings ready to go and we're told to turn around and go back. And so that entire four hour bus drive on the way back from the tournament back to our campus, we just brainstormed out what we wanted that to look like and decided that we weren't going to cancel tryouts. We were just going to flip it to virtual and we were going to figure it out. So we think a lot of the things we did, uh, we want to talk about a little bit about the benefits of what we actually enjoyed from it and why, even though things are opening up and we feel like there is maybe a little bit more of an opportunity to do some auditions in person that we've actually chosen to keep them virtual this year because we did have success with it last year. And it just seemed easier to move forward this year with something that we knew was successful mm-hmm. when everything's not completely open yet. There's still some uncertainty and and we felt pretty good about how it went. So it's just kind of a little bit of our backstory on how we ended up at virtual tryouts last year. And I think a lot of the things we have to say, like Madeline mentioned, it's just what's worked for us. And if something resonates with you on something you'd like to use, we'd love to share it with you. And also just, I don't know, I think there's best practices everywhere. We're, we're also really interested in seeing how other people are running their virtual events as well, because there are some benefits, as we've talked about, that we think are going to be able to carry on to the future to really serve our, our dance team community and serve our athletes that are looking to try out for colleges, maybe not nearby. And so mm-hmm. there is there's some options with that. Mm-hmm. And just chatting through what we were going to talk with you all about this episode, you know, we kind of go through, okay, how much are we, how much do we want to share of this process? And ultimately the answer came down to, we're not here to keep any secrets. And we know how tough this year has been for certainly for our program and probably for everybody. So yeah, we're just, we're here to just like GK said, just share, share as much as we can to hopefully add knowledge for, for all of us. Some of our processes as far as the virtual tryout goes were really based on several components that we already did in our in-person tryout as well. I think that's part of what made that transition smooth for our current athletes is a lot of it did feel very similar to what they would do in person, uh, which was helpful, including um, we always record our choreography prior to, and then the applicants get the choreography in a video about a week before um, before the tryout. So similarly, what we did for the are doing and did last year for the virtual tryout is recorded ahead of time, edit it down to making sure that there is a recording with counts 
like teaching it and a recording with music so they can see it performed live and put that all into a file sharing um, program. We use Dropbox for ours. I, I mean, you could use Google Drive. There's a lot of different options out right now. And that worked really well for us so that our we knew our applicants were all getting the material at the same time. And everyone was on, is on equal footing with that. And we don't teach anything live day of at our regular tryout. And so um, it made sense for us to pre-record and still share that out as far as like getting the material into the athlete's hands. Those videos too are just to give a little bit more detail. Um, those dancers are normally seniors who record that content. Um, so very veteran dancers that are really good representations of what it means to be a dancer on our team. And they're all in matching practice clothes and videos are recorded clearly. And we just try to do our part in putting out something that's similar quality to what we're gonna get back in return. Our The rest of our athletes, everyone has to retry out every year for our team and so it's kind of a, a rite of passage a little bit to be a senior and get to be the one that's in the tryout videos and passing on that legacy. So it's just one more way for them to support and serve the team before their time is over on the team. And then GK, do they, they make the choreography themselves for the tryout? Yeah. The create, seniors do? Mm -hmm, they okay. create it from them. They create it themselves. Sometimes we'll talk about style or if there's mm -hmm. specific skills we want within the choreography, but for the most part, I mean, that is kind of their their mm -hmm. legacy of getting to have the dancers be selected based on their choreography mm -hmm. for the team. And so really like setting that that tone of the style for the next year, it's leaving a footprint on that next year's team. I think another thing we wanted to really share out with that with this virtual process is being really specific about how you want the recorded videos to come back to you. Getting really detailed on the quality of video, the direction it's recorded, who can be in it, what should be in the background, lighting, whether music goes over the top of it or it's just ambient in the background with the video. Just a lot of different, just being really clear, like how you wanna see that video back to yourself, make sure that it's in the instructions so that you're getting the best video for yourself coaches as possible and there's no interference as far as being distracted. Or it was very clear at least. If they choose to do that, then that's, you know, that's just very telling of what type of quality they're willing to turn into you as well. Um, if they're getting the chance to record multiple times, it actually is a huge benefit. I think that's one of the benefits that we've really enjoyed with the virtual process is that at a live tryout, you have just, you know, that one time that they get through the choreography and maybe it was their best and maybe it wasn't and you can call them back. However, there's a lot of pressure there. And as judges and as coaches, aren't we just really wanting to see the best we're going to get from that athlete? Yes, there's something to be said about being able to do it under pressure and, you know, learning material quickly and spitting it back out quickly. However, I, the reason why we changed that policy for us is like rarely do we have to learn material and then perform it that same day. Usually we have at least a week worth of time to clean a dance. And so why would they not have a week on their own to learn and perfect a dance too. And that's something that the video learning ahead of time really helps with. And then was able to really shine for us was getting to get the take that they felt the most confident in to submit. And a week really isn't even all that long. Honestly, they're still, you know, seniors are probably still in school and they've got their own competitions and studio stuff happening. And, you know, they're already kind of overwhelmed with that too. So I know it's not like a week's worth of just working on the choreography, so there's all those things to balance. I think that's something that I've really enjoyed is getting to see 
their best take of their turn. Show me your best stuff is mm -hmm. really what we're getting in that moment. And everyone's on equal footing as far as how long they have the choreography for. So I think another huge benefit for coaches of being very explicit and direct in the instructions is it can be really daunting going through say a hundred applicants watching a hundred videos of four, eight counts of jazz. If there's, let's say 30 seconds of kind of dead time and maybe they didn't cut, cut it off and they weren't concise about the crop of the video. I mean, it seems like maybe little things here and there, but if each video has little things, that's just a lot of extra time and energy. And like GK said, just distractions. So coaches, that's honestly, it's, it's for them for sure to, practice following directions and instructions, mm -hmm. but it's also for us so that our process can be as streamlined as possible when we are going through maybe a, a large amount of videos. Right. And the video process too really does allow for my, I mean, I always have alumni come back and judge for me because I know that they understand the expectation, what I'm looking for. They're always really willing to be very forward and straightforward with me because they're you know, they're, they're my people. And so they really like, they can be honest with me, which is nice. So the nice thing too about video is, is if we're on zoom judging as judges all together and getting to watch the video all together, they can be anywhere. That was really nice about us being remote last year was that I had judges that were coming in from everywhere and it was okay. Like they didn't have to only still be local to be present for the judging process. And I could have a bigger panel because we were able to do it virtually. Just to expand on bringing judges in, GK and I just took a quick second to talk through trying to, <laughs> this is good for us too, because we're coming up on our first tryout, so this is good. Um, but so in in having the judges, I know just, we've probably said this on podcasts before, but sometimes we feel like we're mostly tech crew, part-time coaches, full-time tech crew, especially <laughs> during tryouts, virtual tryouts. But what we did to make sure that the judges could view the videos was we, we had everyone in on a Zoom and we had created a live document for them to input feedback on each dancer, which worked out really nicely. I believe that we used Google Drive. Mm -hmm. And we would just put the dancer's Dropbox link in the Zoom chat, and then the judges would go ahead and be able to view that link. Rather than screen sharing, I know sometimes we had had some issues with that. This, this was a little bit easier, we found, for judges to be able to just go watch on their own device, and then we would all come back and discuss um, if, if there was discussion necessary, as, as well as, as them filling out the feedback form. Right. It was kind of nice for them to be able to, if they were on a computer or on a screen, and then using their tablet or using their phone, so they could use multiple devices to, to document. And then, you know, just being on that Zoom, like, gave us the opportunity to pop back on, share first responses, where that mm -hmm. doesn't ever necessarily... An option when you're live, you, you don't want to talk about the applicants while they're right there in front of you. And um, this really did just permit us to to be able to have some more like really real and real time conversations about um, about what we were witnessing and seeing and what we liked through each portion of the tryout. An additional benefit to the video tryout that we really enjoyed was the opportunity to get to to watch that video as many times as we wanted. So when there are athletes that are on the fence and you're unsure which direction to go and you're maybe, you know, comparing one person to another person, if there's one person, one spot left that you're filling, getting the chance to, instead of calling them back and calling them back constantly into the room to have them do it again and they're exhausted and they're stressed out. I mean, it's a very, <laughs> tryouts are a very human um, experience. Um, it does mm -hmm. eliminate that. So you are getting to see their best every single time you play it. It was just, 
telling Madeline, like, if you're up, you're like, you're just up at night and you're, it's the day of tryouts and you're just still on the fence about someone. And I just need to get out of bed and go check that video one more time to really see who that was. Then, you know, having access to them in that way, Mm -hmm. granted, it's not them live, but having access to them an infinite amount of times really does kind of help that process. And as judges too, like Madeline mentioned, it's exhausting to go through all those videos and giving us the chance to kind of space out the judging process, take a break when we need to take a break instead of feeling like we need to, you know, make a decision real quick because of where we're at timeline. Mm -hmm. We're humans too. And so it really did help us judge our best and give the dancers the best opportunity based on, you know, that those, the chance of watching it over and over again. And then we've been benefiting from the past couple of years, but was definitely super helpful for us last year was setting um, a callback so that if the video that we saw wasn't where we were, but we still really wanted to see more of that kid, giving them the opportunity to send in a new video. We, we always have, we have the past few years at least had a second tryout uh, about a month or two months later after our initial tryout because we've got rolling admission here at GCO too. And so that's a little bit different of, of not necessarily needing to set our team at a specific time. So it does afford us a little bit more freedom for our tryouts, but having the opportunity for those applicants that, you know, just want to see that video one more time and maybe, maybe get some tips from us, like what we want to see more of. And if they're able to apply that and turn the video in, what an opportunity for them to get the chance to really fight for their spot instead of having just a one and done out on the court with a panel of, of judges in front of you, only getting to see one teeny tiny little snapshot. I think that two coaches would give you maybe a little bit more peace of mind if you were worried about, if you're worried about consistency with a dancer, which is just something we, we were talking about, maybe, maybe a concern with the video audition is, okay, well, this is what their best take looked like. If you are finding yourself concerned with, I mean, you could just call them back just to see it again. And that's, that's totally totally your freedom. So that's a good option for you too. If you are thinking, Hmm, I might need to see more from her. Right. And I, and I think too, even though technology is getting better and better, getting to see it in a video versus seeing it via zoom, I just feel like it's so much more clear, clear, better quality. You're able to see more facial expression and see more performance quality from a video than you can tell from a live stream. That's maybe just my opinion or maybe my technology I have access to myself personally. However, that's just, that's my vibe. It just, I feel like I'm able to see more from them who they are as a dancer Mm -hmm. from a, like a 4k video rather Mm -hmm. than a zoom with some questionable (laughs) connection. So yeah, kind of like less to worry about, less to less things maybe could go wrong. I don't know. I just, I know all of us have had our fair share, I'm sure of Zoom snafus and things of that nature. So just knowing the audio might line up a little bit better. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, the video is going to be a little bit clearer. We're not going to lose Wi-Fi connection and get cut off and not know where each other is. It just feels a little bit more controlled. I think. Right. And I, all these benefits are definitely something. I mean, we've had, we've permitted the option of doing a video tryout for years and it's never been perfect. And I tweaked it every year and I just never really like how it panned out. And I think some of the things that we learned from having to do fully video last year are things that even if we do go back to having an in-person tryout in the future, I like this option of the video. And I think that that's something that can stick around and really does permit dancers from, you know, 
a farther distance that maybe coming out too many times all the way out to Phoenix is a little bit more difficult and still permits them the opportunity to, to try out for a team that they want to be on and us still feel like we are getting a quality audition from them. Madeline, what was one of your favorite parts of last year's virtual tryout? That's a great question, GK. You really put me on the spot here. Like I know you like to do. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the interviews. Hmm. I really enjoyed the interviews. So obviously we, we did them on Zoom. I felt like, I mean, interviews, at least for our program, are always a, a weighty portion of the tryout. Right. Um, but especially when we aren't seeing them in person, we're not getting to read their body language. We're not getting to see them really demonstrate their character too much. It's more movement focused, obviously. So the interviews were very telling. Honestly, I felt a little bit of pressure to make sure that, you know, we were asking questions that were going to be really telling and maybe even require some vulnerability on their part. So that was an area where I felt like we really, I enjoyed getting to kind of take advantage of that one-on-one -on -one time with them and utilize it to get to know them maybe even more intentionally than in, than in person, just because that was kind of the only area experience that, we, yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. That was the only experience built into the tryout where we were able to, to get really real with them. Right. I think it's interesting too, because in a live tryout, even if, you know, even if all they're doing is the, the dance audition portions, you still see personality mm -hmm. as how they're walking onto the floor, what mm -hmm. they say when they're leaving, how are they thanking you? Are they, mm -hmm. you know, that you do just, you already get a vibe of kind of who they are through that. And you don't experience that with video. Mm -hmm. And so our interviews in person, normally when we do in-person interviews, we have two different sessions. One interview is a group interview. It's a little bit more casual. And then one is the one-on-one -on -one and more formal interview and that just looking to see like how they conduct themselves in different situations. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. so having only the one interview in, in the virtual, there was a lot of like, <laughs> I hadn't really gotten to know them so much. Like you're watching them dance. You think, you know, this person and then them stepping into the interview, like it really was very important. Mm -hmm. And some people like, it's always very telling anyway, people sometimes don't make it past interview at tryouts because of, how they carry themselves and their character. And I think that's why, I mean, we stress it so often when people are asking for tips about our tryouts. We're like, we really want to see you. Like don't mm -hmm. walk in and be who you think it is that we want to see, like really just be your authentic self. We want to actually physically see you. And, and you're right. I think in the interviews last year, that was, it was eye opening and it was mm -hmm. also very telling. And it was also very raw because everyone was still newly quarantined in their homes. Mm -hmm. And this was like, you know, how we were reaching out to people mm -hmm. was really only through our screens at that point. Yeah. Well, and now that we're talking through it, that's the first time they are, we're seeing us through the trial right. process too, right? <laughs> Normally yeah. they're looking at scary coach right. and that was interviews were really the first time they were getting to see us too. Mm -hmm. You get so. to know who it is that they're trying out for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for, the, for it again. I'm excited for this year's tryouts and excited for all of our applicants, something that, I mean, we were just, like we mentioned last year, it was a successful tryout. We ended up with 17 new year members on our team this year and they're phenomenal and super talented and great people. And we love them so much. And that was, you know, it was very risky to take a large rookie class in a pandemic year through a virtual tryout. And 
it definitely it worked out for us, which is why I think we feel really comfortable moving into virtual tryouts again mm-hmm. this year is it was successful. And, and I think it did allow for people to try out who maybe wouldn't have tried out for us before. Mm-hmm. All right, GK, give us your top pro tips for coaches hosting virtual tryouts this season. Wow. <laughs> um, well, one of them we already kind of mentioned, which is just to be as clear as possible in your tryout materials. Our, I know our packet can be kind of daunting because it is pretty large. I just, I'm not trying to trick anybody. I just want to be very transparent. I want to make sure the applicants really know what kind of team they're trying out for. And so I think that's beneficial to really be as open and honest from the start about what they're trying out for. I think that there's something to be said about not feeling like they're trying out for a team that they thought they were trying out for, and then it actually being something different once they make it on the team. So that's why our packet is a little thicker, but it also is very specific. And I think that kind of just supports, it gets rid of the unknown, clear is kind. We Mm -hmm. say that all the time, right? And that's one way to, to make sure that that stays very clear and kind. Another pro tip, this is one of my favorite parts. I know this sounds kind of silly and I know, um, I mean, I've been a part of other auditions in my life and, you know, pro teams do this too. However, having the dancers turn in headshots is really helpful, especially I believe last year in our virtual tryout, because they're not all in front of us at one time. And, you know, you're balancing out like, okay, you're trying to remember all the applicants, Mm -hmm. um, if it's a bigger tryout. And so having their headshots, we like create a whole wall. You know, it happens at in-person tryouts too, but even in um, last year's virtual, we just hung them up on a big wall with all of their, um, with all their headshots and their number next to their headshots so that we were able to like really see the team and imagine the way that would look. On a regular year, I would also take like a Polaroid that day so that if they did look different from their headshot, which hopefully they didn't, but if they did, I have that in front of me too. So I can always just lay out, you know, their faces with their numbers and like really like put that together in my mind. That's a really helpful tip for me as a coach. And I know it's also kind of fun to get to see everybody up on the wall together. Mm-hmm. And then I think the third and final pro tip from virtual tryouts that I think worked really well last year was we use the band app for our group communications on our team. And so we created a band just for the applicants that were trying out for the team. And allowed them like the thing that was missing the thing that is missing one of the biggest things that I feel like is missing from tryouts I mean I'm used to having a three-day tryout it being long them surviving something together really it's like their first team building activity is trying out for the team and building friendships like really lifelong friendships in that weekend and so that was something that I was like really nervous about robbing them experience-wise through the tryout and so creating the band albeit not the same it was a little bit where they were able to just kind of get in and chat with each other and learn who, you know, who they were auditioning next to and doing my best to create an environment where they're not competing against other people, but competing, you know, alongside somebody for a position on a team. And so also having, you know, the veteran members that are retrying out for the team in there and encouraging, mm-hmm. you know, these rookie and new members that maybe don't have as much experience or know as much about our culture on a team, giving them a chance to really see it and fall in love with who we are just kind of kept us a little bit more connected, especially Mm -hmm. since we were spread out all over the country in that way. And then it allowed me to disseminate information in a different way too. You know, there's always the emails, but really having like access to one app, all the information's in one spot. It was, we even had last year cuts throughout it. And 
just to keep some semblance of normalcy to have cuts. Was it necessary? Probably not. However, like it was kind of nice for them to see how they were progressing through the weekend. So if someone knew that they um, were not being asked to move on to the next portion of the tryout, they knew early on. And so um, I think having the band app was really beneficial to us. And we did have a second virtual tryout last year as well, just like we normally have a second tryout. And that's a time where we do like I mentioned earlier, callbacks for people who we want to see again, and then um, new applicants that want to come in. And that's just really filling the last few spots we have left on our team from after our first tryout and allowing some of the people who we were selecting as leaders for this year to get the chance to stay in there and really encourage like the second set of callbacks and the new applicants. And I don't know, it's just kind of a fun environment. And what about for dancers? What pro tips do you have for dancers auditioning for a college team this year? I recently have shared this with uh, several people, and I just think this is some stuff that would be really beneficial for high school students to have in front of them or new applicants to have in front of them. Uh, The first one is to be prepared. So do your homework. Do your homework about the team that you're auditioning for. Find out what's important to them. Not all college teams are alike. And so um, find out what sports they dance at, like what competitions they attend. Just learn as much as you can about the team, the culture, the history, and then also about the school itself so that um, you know, be educated, like know what kind of team you're trying out for. And that way you can be kind of all in with whatever that team values as well. A second thing is something that I know we've talked about in other podcasts, but really just excellence over perfection. In a video audition, I mean, you could video and video and video, and it's probably never perfect. And that's okay. It's never perfect in real life either. And so really just shoot for excellence, do your absolute best, and then be confident with whatever it is that you put out, whatever you finish with and and share out. Um, Be open to learning new stuff. So there might be styles that we're asking you to do or things, you know, rallying is tricky. Like there's things that might be new to you and it still translates into a video if you're uncomfortable with it. So just be willing to jump in and give it a go. Um, know that we don't expect you necessarily to look like a college dancer yet. You're not a college dancer yet. You're auditioning for it. Um, And yes, we want you to be as close to it as possible. However, you know, just giving it your best speaks volumes to us on the other side of the screen. And I also wrote down that perfection is unrealistic, unattainable, and unnecessary. So just Mm. keep that in mind. We just want to see your best. The third thing is, um, is to be really authentic. You probably have seen... Um, A lot of people say that and you're like, what does that even mean? But really like figure out who it is that you want um, to be, not who you think we want to see in that moment. So if you're showing up as someone who it's not you and you're doing what it is that you think the judges want to see, the coach wants to see, um, you're going to feel like you have to keep that up into the year. And if it's not you and doesn't come naturally, that's exhausting and it is difficult to keep up. And then you're not really all in and you're not making the relationships and the connections that you're wanting to make. I see a lot of rookies make that mistake early on and then have to figure out over the course of their rookie year of like, oh, wait a second. That's who I was at trials is not who I need to be, who I really need to be me. So start out being you put in studio time, put in the work, just do it. Don't assume it's going to magically happen. Um, have a growth mindset about it that every day be a little bit better. That 1% we've always talked about just every single time you're in the studio, do something 1% better than the next time. Just put in the time 
And there's no one magic skill. I feel like people ask all the time, like, what one thing do I need to do to make the same? There's not one thing, you know, just work on it all, especially work on the stuff you're not comfortable with so Mm -hmm. that your video still looks confident, even if it's not perfect, just confident in what you're doing. And then, um, like, obviously, because it's a video audition, submit quality. So be really well lit. I know you might have to, like, get out, like, lamps instead of lamps in front of the camera so that your face is lit. We can see your facial expressions. Um, Select a space that's not distracting so that, you know, your judges aren't necessarily looking at what's going on behind her or what's happening. Where's, why is there a dog walking through the background? You know, just really be conscientious about those things. Really read the directions. Like we've mentioned, if there's directions that are given to you, follow them. Assume that someone is looking to see if you have followed the directions and um, do the choreography that the way like it's presented to you. So if you're given a video, like we give videos, do it the way you see the dancer do it. There's space in a solo or an improv time where you can show like your personality in your dance. But when it comes to those specific styles, the college is probably looking to see if you can move similar to how they move. Um, and if you look like, I mean, I'm looking for someone to look like a GCU dancer. What does that look like? Well, do your best to make the choreography look like that in that moment. And then on the solo, on your improv, on those other parts, then, you know, really let go and, and show us you through that process there. So was a lot, but <laughs> those are my five big things that I think are, I think would be really helpful for um, incoming applicants to have under their belt, regardless of whether they're trying out for, for virtual or not, for GCU, for somewhere else. Good regardless of where you're going. All right, everyone. We're going to close out here because we have to head to our call time. It's our last weekend of basketball games here on campus. We are just so excited we got to talk to you about tryouts. I know it's been a while of us saying we're going to do an episode like this. (laughs) Wait on it. It's coming. And it's here. So thank you for being here with us. As always, we really appreciate you guys listening in. And we look forward to hopefully hearing some feedback from you and We hope you got something from this episode and feel free to share some tricks you've got up your sleeve for us too. Yeah, we would love that. And coaches, good luck with your tryout season. Best wishes for an awesome team to start off your next year. Bye. Bye.